0: Welcome back to another episode of Galaxy of Film. I'm your co-host Danilo, and before we jump into today's episode, I just want to give a big thank you to the Facebook group who have viewed Catalina's Curse, really enjoyed it. The feedback has been amazing. Thank you so much. I just want to say now it is available publicly on the Galaxy of Film Productions YouTube site, as well as GalaxyofFilm.com. So be sure to check it out. The whole team did a great job. I wanted to thank Max for letting me show it. I wanted to thank my actor, my editor, the man who made the poster. Everyone along has just been a great ride. So be sure to check it out, and now for the main episode.
1: You're listening to Galaxy of Film. Welcome back to the Brain Ups of Galaxy of Film. I'm, of course, your host, Max, joined with none other than my slightly shorter co-host, Danilo. How are you
0: doing, bro? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Hanging in there. Ready to be done with s- the semester. Ready for summer, dude. I love my winter, but I'm ready for, like, 50, 60-degree weather now.
1: Damn, man. It's hot as fuck over here already, man. It was like 90-something almost today, it felt like. Oh, yeah. Sweating nonstop, bro. It sucks. Yeah. I have a dog now, which is kind of cool. Oh, what's the dog's name, bro?
0: Eros. Uh, okay. What? Why? I don't know, dude. Gotta ask the dog owner. I just watch it during the week, or weekdays, I guess, while they're at work for the whole day. So, I just dox it. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yep. Sounds. Sounds. Ex- you sound thrilled. <laughs> nah, it's all right, dude. It's all right. It's a little shit, dude. It's only like, I don't know, two months old. Not even. Like, the thing's fucking tiny, bro. Hmm.
1: So you're having, tiny. like, potty train
0: this dog, too? Yeah, yeah. And you know what, dude? If you asked me a year ago if I were to ever have a fucking dog, one, if I was ever living by myself, two, if I ever had a fucking dog, dude, I promise you that answer was hell no. I just sent you a picture, dude. You can see how tiny it is. Okay, let me let me pull the pic, bro. Let's yeah, pull the no, text. dude. This thing's fucking mini, dude. Hold on, bro. It's loading towel. Oh, it's loading? All right, dude. We- all right. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, dude.
1: That thing is minuscule.
0: Yeah, it doesn't eat. It's food, dude. It just swallows its whole entire, like, kibble. And then it pukes it up, because it, since it's not chewing it or anything, not digesting it. Hmm. Yeah, dude. What the H. What the but H, it's all right. Bro. It's all right, dude. What can you do? You know, we're hanging. We're chilling. Go to class. Take it for a few walks. Um, doesn't like a leash, dude. Only will follow you without a leash. Huh. Yeah. So, a that's little... kind of cool. Deadass ass, though. That's kind of cool. Deadass. ass. Kind of like a Pokemon, dude. Yeah. No, he's not a Pokemon, dude. Pokemons are absolutely the stupidest thing alive. Okay, dude. Don't ever say that again. Know. We have Gero- Gamer Harold in the show quite often. Oh, yeah. My bad. My bad. Not for him, though, dude. That's uh, totally different. That's totally different. But if you're still playing Pokemon Go like you do,
1: yeah. I don't play Pokemon Go anymore, man. But just Pokemon in general. No, seek help. Seek no, help, dude. We're talking Pokemon in a few weeks of
0: the podcast. Let's settle down, now, pal. I'm not watching it, bro. You're you're recapping that one. Oh, and I'm going to go, go off. Your recap. I'm going to go after Pikachu,
1: bro. Is a fucking masterpiece.
0: Yeah, yeah. Me too. Is the enemy of that movie, dude. Jeez.
1: <laughs> oh fuck, dude. Well, we're not alone this week, thank God. <laughs> uh, reintroducing long term friend of the show. He's been here since like episode 10, 11, 12, early, exactly. early on. Seven. It was episode 7. That was, that was Matt Paul, dude. Real, real sick. That no, was 6. My bad. 6. That was also Matt Paul, bro. I remember those episodes Yo. very clearly. <laughs> real sick one, buddy. <laughs> reintroducing to the show who's not matt paul we got curtis how are you doing brother
2: i'm doing good buddy how are you doing
1: i'm all right bro i'm all right fill us in what's going on in your life bro
2: oh not nothing too crazy got a new job so i've been doing that uh for Mm. about a month now um getting ready for a convention this weekend so i'm getting stuff packed ready for that
1: oh okay what convention
2: uh c2e2 in chicago
1: oh you go to that like every year don't you sure do Nice, man. Nice. What guest are you going for this year?
2: Um, So I don't know if anybody's ever seen like, the TV cartoon Avatar The Last Airbender.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: They're having a cast reunion. Ooh. So it's Dante Bosco. Um, it's the voices of Zuko, Katara, Sokka, and Aang. And Aang hasn't done anything since like 2008.
1: Yeah. I was about to ask if Aang was going to be there. That's awesome, man.
2: Yeah. It's super sick. I got a bunch of stuff I need signed. Um, the big one this year is like they have Chris Evans this year. And his stuff sold out, like, immediately. I imagine. Yeah, it was bonkers. But no, I'm super excited. Super, super excited.
1: That's awesome, dude. Dante Bosco is also in uh, Star Wars Rebels, actually. He is, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's a little uh, fucker who's in the Imperial Academy. Ezra's friend. Yeah. I, oh,
0: the reptile guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool.
2: Yeah, Dante's super cool. I've met him a couple times. Super, super chill, dude.
1: Yeah, he's at, like, every convention I go to, man. I just never had a, everything from the sign, you know? I don't have any, like, as I know whenever I do Avatar stuff, man, or Last Airbender stuff, that's a rabbit hole. I'm going to want a full cast piece like you're going for. Yeah. You know? I got
2: lucky um, a couple years ago. Uh, the voice actress for Toph was in uh, Detroit one year. Ooh. So I got her to send something. So I have an art piece that has her, Zuko, and Katara, and Sokka. So once I get those four done, that one's going to be done.
1: Nice, man. Nice. And maybe one day at a future celebration or something, you can get Hamill on it. It's just Fire Lord Ozai. That'd be kind of dope. Dude,
2: I'm, I need Hamill to do fucking things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Us all, bro. I need him on that Empire poster still.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. If Mark Hamill's at anything close, I'm going. And he's taking all of my money.
1: I'm I'm very thankful. I was worried, dude, that he was going to get celebration this year. Very thankful he's oh, really? not, since we aren't going.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. You like the one year we don't go. It's like, oh, he's here now.
1: Yeah, that was my big concern, man, big concern for that, but maybe next time, dude, I think it's 2025 for the next celebration, that'll be kind of okay. fun. It's Probably Revenge good. of the Sith good anniversary, time. that'd be cool.
2: Oh, yeah, that one's gonna be, ooh, yeah, okay, yeah, that one's gonna be popping. Yeah, well. That one's gonna be good.
1: Yeah, Galaxy of Film will make it your return, baby, Galaxy of Film Hell make yeah. the return. <laughs> also reintroducing to the show, we've got Alex Reams, how are you doing, bro?
3: Doing alright, man, doing alright, uh. I'd be back talking to some uh, Keanu movies. That's exactly right, bro. That's exactly right. What's going on new in your life, Bren? Uh, Not a whole lot. Mostly doing pre-production for the next shoot and uh, going to school. That's my life, basically. <laughs> uh, it, it's a joyous life. I
1: feel it's you on that, brother. Light. I feel you on that. Speaking of pre-production for our next shoot, A.K. Distinguished, the film we're working on currently... Uh, We also have another team member of the film coming on here as well. She was here a few weeks ago with Alex talking to some Safi brothers with us. We got Gabby. How are you doing?
4: Good. How are you? Doing great.
1: Fill us in what's going on in your life as well?
4: Nothing really. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Fill you on that. Fill you on that. Mm hmm. But you guys, just like Alex said a moment ago, we are talking some Keanu this week. We're talking about a couple movies that, Danilo, I know you've
0: been fucking pumped to talk about on the show ever since we started. Oh yeah, dude, I love these films. I started watching them, I don't know, not even that long ago, dude. Like, I missed one and two in theaters, but three and four I caught, so. Okay, okay, nice, man.
5: Yeah.
1: Very nice. This is actually, you're gonna hate me for it, bro. I've seen the first John Wick. You know, yeah. a couple years ago when it came out, I actually had, like, the the weird combo of 4K. Back then, uh, Best Buy was doing, like, slipcover 4Ks for those. Um, I've seen the first one, really enjoyed it. I never got around to watching two or three, you know? And even oh. though I've owned both of them physically, I bought three, like, the week it came out in 4K and just sat there on the shelf. Um, but I finally had a chance to watch those as well, leading up to four, and I'm fucking pumped as well, man. These are some fun movies for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, Definitely. Yeah, you sound real thrilled, buddy. <laughs> real sick. All right. Man. Real sick segment. <laughs> yeah, man. dude. Real, real yeah, sick. Great
0: transition, way. dude. Great transition, man.
1: <laughs> Speaking of transitions for our listeners, we're actually not going to be discussing news or shows this week. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And we got Brandon here going over our stream of the week for this week. We'll be right back, guys, to talk some Keanu.
5: Oh, hi, Mark.
1: The Galaxy of Film Rating System is based off planets featured in the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number five, Coruscant. The entire planet is one big city. Number four,
2: hey. Bespin. It's pretty far, but I think we can make it. A
5: mining colony.
2: Yeah, it's a, a gas mine. Number three,
5: like you did by the lake on Naboo.
2: Number two, That's your course for the hot system.
5: And lastly, number one. Got to get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? What's going on, guys? This is Brandon Messina from Galaxy of Film here to give you this episode's stream of the week. For this week, we're looking at the film that changed Kanye West's perception of Jewish people. And yes, I am talking about 21 Jump Street, directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. This is without a doubt one of the best comedies to come out of the 2010s, and one of my personal favorite comedies of all time. This movie gets a laugh out of me every time I watch it, and this recent viewing was no different. Whether it was the drug hallucination scene at the school, or just Ice Cube being Ice Cube, almost every scene was hilarious, and that's in part to the amazing chemistry that Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum had with each other throughout the film. While Jonah Hill was great in this movie, something that me and Kanye can actually agree on, the real MVP of the film was Channing Tatum, as this became sort of a breakout role for him, showing more of a range as an actor after portraying the generic pretty boy in most of his films prior to this movie. This also has a great supporting cast, composed of the aforementioned Ice Cube, Dave Franco, Brie Larson, and Rob Riggle to keep the laughs coming. I also adore Lord and Miller's artistic styles for their films as they like to express emotions in a way that's without spoken dialogue whether it's through an animated effect or just a simple light bulb going off in the background It's little things like that that make their stories stand out from the rest and makes them some of my favorite filmmakers working today. Finally, I just want to say thank you, Jonah Hill, for being so funny in this movie that it made Kanye West like Jewish people again. God, I can't believe that was an actual sentence I just said. This has been your stream of the week, and let's continue on with the podcast.
1: All right, guys, and we're back from our break. Danilo,
0: go ahead and give us your recap on John Wick, Chapter 1, Row, What a great recommendation by our friend Brandon. But, okay... John Wick number one, dude. So John Wick is just some guy. He's chilling. Your he average Joe. He likes his cars. He has like a, I don't know some nice Chevrolet. I think Mustang. Who Mustang. knows? Camaro. Mustang, Camaro. Who knows? Who knows really? Maybe you watch the movie, so you do know. But he has a nice car, dude. And he's chilling. He remembers his wife is just you know fucking dead. So he's kind of sad. Living a life of pain, you know. And um, he goes. He gets a dog, as like his wife's like leaving gift kind of. I guess you know which i don't know i feel like that's kind of addicting thing to leave someone like what if he didn't want a dog like, i mean you're kind of in the same situation right now dude like what if he didn't want a dog and he has to spend like a grand on it you know hmm. anyway though dude he's just chilling one day at home and they're like and he, oh this mafia guy like is like hey nice car dude can I take it for a spin or some shit like that and john looks like hell no can't today and then um he's like well that's you're a dick dude couldn't you be nice to me? And John Wick's like, can't today. And then we keep going on, dude. And John Wick is going to bed. And he's like, I can't today. So he goes to bed, dude. And um, then the Russian guy comes in to the house. And he's like, hey, man, because you can't today, I'm going to take your my car and just drive it around. And the dog's like yipping and everything. And then the Russian guy kills his dog. John Wick's dog kicks him and then shoots him five times and then john wick's like what the fuck did i just watch dude i can't today but uh you know he just has to power through it and then we find out john Wick's like an actual serial killer and then he goes to killing the entire mafia family all because he killed his dog and that was basically john Wick number one
5: true <laughs>
1: So Danilo, when was the first time you uh, you watched this first one? Because you didn't get to see this in the theater. She said.
0: Anyway, though, for people wondering out there why I said can't today, Max is wearing some stupid ass yellow shirt that says can't today. And for our listeners out there who can't see anything, but dude, uh, what bro, was this is talking? a
1: hold on, bro. This is a Shrek shirt, man.
0: Uh, that's goaded, dude. My bad. I thought it was stupid. I thought it just said can't today, and it was like you couldn't do work or something. I didn't know it was Shrek, dude. My bad. Yeah, bro. It's <laughs> my bad on that one it looks yellow but I imagine it's green yeah 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 my bad my bad on that one dude that one's on me that one's on me man first time I watched this ooh like two years ago or three okay I whenever three came out I remember three had me pumped because it looked goaded mm. um the, like the teaser post or whatever where it was like one guy and it was like the 50 guys like around him or whatever yeah and i was like well that looks good i don't know what the hell this movie is about so i went to target and bought the 4k of number two and the Blu ray of number one and i think i binged in like two days okay gotcha it was right before three came out yeah yeah yeah.
1: that was a similar situation i was in for two and three up to four kind of binging back and forth so i feel you on that yeah feel you on that alex dude when was the first time you watched uh john wick i know you've been a big keanu fan for a hot
3: minute uh, so I think I may have seen this possibly the earliest of anyone here. I saw it when it originally hit uh, rental platforms. Like, in its original release. Um okay. My dad saw it in theaters and loved it, and as soon as it was available, we watched it, um, which I think would have been very early 2015. Okay, damn. Damn, I feel you, man. So... It it I, I, it's been a minute. I've been a fan of the franchise for a long time now.
1: Okay, and Curtis, what about you? When was your first time you watched this one? Um,
2: I want to say I think it was during the promotional tour of John Wick Two. Okay, I'd heard about it, and I think I just saw it on like TV. It was on. I was like, hey, I'll give it a watch. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, this movie fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and then like ever since that one, I've seen all all of them in theaters.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. At least you're falling up properly in Stronghold. Oh, yeah. I feel you. It,
2: it, that first one was just so good.
1: I feel you on that. And, Gabby, when's the first time you watched the first film?
4: It uh, was like 2019. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. Was also in prep for the third one?
4: No. I don't even remember. I watched it with Noah. I don't remember why we watched it. I. I remember we, like, it was, like, a whole thing, too. Like, we, we like, made... I remember we, like, made tacos or something, and we, like, sat on the floor of like, his room, and we, like, watched the movie, but I don't remember why. I just remember, like, 15, 20 minutes in, whenever the... Because I don't do movies with, like, animals getting killed, especially mm. pets. I remember, like, looking at Noah being, like, what are <laughs> we about, like... We need to turn this off, like, if this is going to continue. But then it, like was justified like all the rage and then like him being a hitman and then it's like yeah it it, like fueled that it's like very cathartic you're like i would do the same (laughs) like i would go and kill everybody and they hurt my animals especially because you know my size. so but yeah i was like it was like 2019 and i'm not an action movie person but it like kind of rocked my world so
1: okay that's good to hear strong thoughts right off the bat guys strong thoughts danilo man i'm very curious to go ahead and hear your you know initial reactions to this thing and some of your positive thoughts of the first film
0: yeah dude i had no idea what i was gonna watch when i first started it, for sure because it just started off like a slow movie so i was like okay how do we go from a slow movie like this beginning type shit where his wife died you know he's getting the dog shit you know to where we're surrounded by like hitmen it looks like and then him in the middle you know, I was like, w- where is that? And then obviously this dog gets killed and he's like a fucking unit. Um, it was cool, dude. It was a dope ass movie. It was a lot of shooting. It was a lot of killing. And I'm like, okay, there's not really, a- there's a plot here. It's it's very a loose plot, but it's pretty, it, it works somehow. Because mm-hmm. it's, like we said, it's-, it's very cathartic. Like if you see a dog die, you're kind of like, yo, go after that guy, you know. Um, and he does, and he just lights him up, dude. And it's not like he's lighting him up, like, he's just, like, pew, you know, and he, like, moves on with his life. No, dude, he's shooting him, like, four or five times. It was cool, you know, because he does get hurt, he does get shot, um, you know. Like, it's clear, like, he's not indestructible. Um, but the thing that really stood out to me was the action. Like, the hand-to-hand combat and action of this film. And I'm like, I've truthfully never seen anything like it. Mm. Like, it looks real and it looks good um you know and then obviously you know he's in the club in that first one or whatever or whatever that with the water pool or whatever and i'm like the lighting on this is actually fantastic somehow like somehow this is really working and it looks like it's put together on a great budget and everything and you know obviously he's shooting um, more rounds probably than he has in his little fucking pistol But uh, no, it was dope, dude. I really enjoyed the first one. I was like, this is a solid action flick. Like this, like I don't like comedies and I hardly ever watch action movies. Mm -hmm. I'm more drama, documentary, you know, romance, all that type of stuff. So when I turned on this action movie, I was just blown away by it. I was like, this is better than almost, this is better than any other action movie that I've seen up, up to this point, you know, and I still stand by that.
1: I feel you, man. This is a dope-ass movie. It's fun, too. Um,
0: Yeah. That's another (laughs) thing, dude. It is fun. It was serious and fun when it needed to be, though, as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. And it manages to be... You know, it looks good as well, which is very nice. has some killer performances. Um, Looking back on the first one, it's always kind of funky. I always forget Willem Dafoe is in this until I rewatch it. Um, Absolutely love his whole death sequence and whatnot and just kind of being the, the G that he is in this film. Um, well, it really stood out for me in this, honestly, bro. And maybe this is because, you know, we're younger, 23, clearly wearing a fucking Shrek shirt, talking about John Wick movies right now on a Tuesday night. <laughs> um, but this movie has the strongest Mega Mind opening, where we <laughs> deal with having the ending first, coming back, and then seeing our hero falling right from the get go, and then rewinding how we got to this point, and then, you know, kind of like cutting right back to our hero, then overcoming his obstacle I fucking adore the the moment when Ke- when John Wick is like struggling and bleeding out outside of the red car out of, out of the I think it's the vet actually then the movie mm-hmm. um, and when he's bleeding out he looks at like the phone like the video of his wife and just gets up I don't know what about that man maybe it's because you know it, the dogs involved like you guys said and who the fuck wouldn't go after those kind of people especially with that mm-hmm. connection of it being to his wife who just passed away but that is like the, almost like the biggest fuck yeah moment of this entire movie. It is the best example of one of those megamind openings I've seen in the film. Um, and it, will, it it stands out so much. Like it's one of my key moments from this entire franchise. Looking back on it, I absolutely fucking adore it. Um, Alex, what are some of your favorite movements with uh, with this film?
3: In terms of moments, I'd say the first meeting between uh, Marcus and Vigo Tarasov. Okay. Um, just the dialogue between the two of them is really well done, and their chemistry is... It works, and it, it, it's very believable. Um, Winston and John's first encounter as well, um, another great dramatic moment, um, kind of establishes John's setting in the world and where he's kind of held in high regard. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the action, dude. Like, you can't... The action in this movie is just so dang good. It's... It sh- it has no right being this good. For a movie that sounded like and was going to be a straight-to-DVD movie originally, hmm. it should not be this good and somehow is now one of the biggest action franchises in the world.
1: I feel you on that, bro. I, I honestly... It's,
3: no, go ahead. It's, because, it's because of the action and also the world-building.
1: Absolutely, we'll get more to the world building. I'm sure as we talk about the sequels too, man. Because I think the world building is the biggest thing that just fucking explodes in this franchise with each entry for sure. Oh um, yeah, Curtis, what are some of your thoughts and favorite moments of this film, man?
2: No, I think the biggest one that obviously kicked, that stands out is the action set pieces. Because you know, typical action movies are like they're you know they're action movies. Boom, boom, shoot, he dies. Mm-hmm. And what Dino was saying about like you know he probably shoots more than his pistol. It's one of the few times if you know guns and you can count, I love the fact that he reloads so much.
0: He does. I'll give him that, dude. He does reload more than any in any other movie you've seen, you're like, you see. like, he shoots. I
2: won't get to him in the second one because there's a very big moment where they say something. I'm like, I'm gonna check. But there, <laughs> like, I don't know. All the action scenes look good. Um, a lot of the continuity, especially in all these movies, are like, I don't understand how they keep all that secure. But like, the scene in the club where John Wick gets um, thrown over the balcony and just fucking slams hard. Mm-hmm. The rest of that movie, that dude walks with a fucking limp. No, you're right. Absolutely. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's good. And then I think the biggest scene for me, I, I think probably... I think the scene that gets talked about the most when you speak John Wick, it's the scene where they explain the Baba Yaga. Mm. That's such a good like introduction of a character. Because we see John Wick the man like the 1st to 50-20 minutes. And then everyone's like, oh, you fuck with John Wick? Everyone's like, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And then I, f- I forget that actor plays the Russian mob boss. But the way he delivers those lines and he tells the story of John Wick. like, mm-hmm. holy fuck, this is a great, it's great dialogue. It's like a great, it's shot really well of how he talks. And then you come back to John starting to like get back into his past. And I, th- I, th- I thought that scene was great. And then like oh, the start of the world building, because I think this is a very interesting world that is established fairly decently in this first one It like, gets expanded on more as each sequel goes on.
1: A Philly bro. I feel and, like you.
2: I thought everybody's I think this was really solid. I I've been a big fan of Keanu for like a long time. Mm. I think it's shut on a lot for being like very like monotone and like very kind of bland. I don't know, I I kinda think John Wick is was kinda like the resurgence of like the whole Keanu
1: craze. I agree. is the resurgence of Keanu. I I see people, like, trying to compare this to... Just because the fourth film just came out. Trying to compare, like, uh, John Wick and Keanu almost to Brendan Fraser and the Whale kind of comeback for Hollywood.
2: Exactly. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. It just... Keanu did really well. He doesn't talk a whole lot, but when he talks, it feels like he commands a presence through the movie, which I appreciate. Mm. It's shot really well. It is. Yeah, Like... Because action movies are typically, it's a lot of shaky cam bullshit. Mm-hmm. And especially in all four of these, you can clearly see what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening. And I'm like, i pr- that's like the small details that like you don't get a lot, but like when you notice them, you're like, oh my God, why don't other fucking movies do this?
5: Mm hmm.
1: Absolutely, dude. That's something like Dakari was talking about when we did uh, our episode in the Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin a year or so ago, about how a lot of action movies just continuously cut and they refuse to just stand fucking still.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And this movie will let all these fight scenes breathe. It's it's a wonderful thing. Truly.
2: And there's a lot of like long shots too of like a lot of the action going on. Hmm. That like the choreography is great. I don't know those some of the big moments. Like, is a lot just the action. A lot of the dialogue is really well written, and yeah
1: i feel you i absolutely agree man alex why do you have your fucking hand raised dude <laughs> what?
3: because this is important and because curtis didn't know the name and i was gonna say because he was a great actor and unfortunately he's now dead uh michael Nykvist, he was a swedish actor uh played the bad guy in mission impossible ghost protocol that's probably what you know him from that or the, girl oh, the dragon okay. t- that or the lead in the girl with the dragon tattoo movies was the swedish ones. Oh, okay it's
1: ghost protocol the one uh where he's hanging off the side of the plane yeah, Leandro. no, okay. that's yeah, Nation. I think or called the a
3: building. Yeah, the Burj Khalifa is uh, Ghost Protocol. The build where he's hanging off the building.
1: Okay, I've only seen the one with the, the plane, dude. Not a Mission cool. Impossible guy.
0: Cool, man. Cool.
1: <laughs> Gabby, what are some of your thoughts on the first John Wick film?
4: I don't remember like a lot of specifics because like the last time I saw it was 2019, but I just remember obviously i really liked it because i watched all the other ones so obviously it made an impression but very much the same sort of things like there wasn't a lot of dialogue like i make fun of like he his like three lines are like yeah and then like good dog and mm. then like i don't I, him like agreeing to something that isn't yeah and like that's it like that's all he says but outside of that the the like physical acting and the fact that they have to choreograph everything and the continuity, like glasses breaking everywhere all the time something is breaking and so all I could think about is like if they messed up one like kick or fire or whatever the editing I don't know how they do it but the fact that they would have to like reset the set every single time just blows my mind mm. and it and it just it's flawless like I there's so many times like in it like the Avengers movies or things like that where I'm just like like, the shaky cam, or you can tell it's, like, all CGI, or, like, okay, well, that was a bad cut, or, like, they didn't, that the editing was trash, stuff like that, but with John, like, there's there's none of that, and for some reason, you're fueled by this story, and it's basically people just shooting at each other, because it's just, it's an action flick, but there's something so, like, intense about it that, like, obviously is carried now through four films, and there's so much story just told in, like, the basically, like, kung fu sequences, like, it's, it, like, that's just such an incredible narrative
5: mm-hmm. without
4: having to overpower it with, with dialogue and stuff like that. And, some, and the cinematography is, like, mind-blowing. Like, you can see everything. And that's just so, like, underappreciated, I feel like, these days. There's all the bokeh, and I won't get into it. But it it's just... Th- that's just what stood out to me. Is I was like, okay, like, this is going somewhere. And I obviously, I, I want to see where it goes.
1: I absolutely agree. It's incredible honestly of some of the action sequences for sure absolutely mm-hmm. Danilo I'm, I'm pretty sure you know you don't have very harsh things to say about this one so I'm very curious in what your rating is for the first Sean Wick film
0: uh this is the best man for sure okay yeah this got me into it um I liked what I saw choreography and everything was good directing was decent so you know this one set the groundwork for the later ones absolutely man okay
1: very good very well put Alex, what is your rating for the first John Wick film?
0: Naboo
3: on the way to Bestman.
1: Whoa, dude, I am surprised it's that low for you, man. You love to suck off Keanu.
3: I think this is a good foundation, but I think the sequels just multiply the quality. There we go. Like, it, just, it just gets better.
1: Okay, I'm here three for and you. A half,
3: three and a half is not bad. No, oh, no, it's not bad by
1: any means. It's just, you know... Not a typical Alex rating on the show. <laughs> Curtis, what about you, buddy?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I agree with Danilo. It's a solid Bestman. Um, I think the real only thing is like it's a very basic story. Mm. And you get behind it, you're like, alright, cool. You're, the story is the is the overarching thing to get to like the really cool action set pieces. Mm. And once we get to the, the latest sequel is the story, I think it's better. But like for now it's a solid Bestman. It's, it's it's a solid, solid movie.
1: I feel you on that, and Gabby, what is your rating for just first John Wick? Same, Best man as well. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Feel you guys. Feel very positive thoughts for me. This is the Best man on the way to Coruscant. Um, that the whole, like I said, that Megamind beginning and finish for this piece. I hate that I have to compare it to to Megamind, but that movie. was Megamind's a out.
4: great movie. Yeah, I don't you know what that that. you're it's talking a phenomenal about. Phenomenal movie. Boy.
1: No, I yeah. love Megamind, dude. I saw that shit in theaters too. It's a yeah, we all great do, movie. Love yeah, you're only making a show, too, coming out soon. Fuck the show, dude. That's exactly right, buddy. Just like National Treasure on Disney+. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, man. That ending will always... Or that whole Megamind sequence in this film will always stand out for me. Um, weird, weird comparison, obviously, because it just has nothing to do with one another. Um, and I don't think the writers of John Wick were watch Had Megamind on their mind when they're writing this film. Um, but for me as uh, someone who came out who was 14 when this movie came out you know that is definitely what was on my fucking mind for sure but Danilo, Mega go Mind's ahead
0: a say again
4: Megamind's a great movie
0: we'll have, we'll have to do Megamind at some that. point I want to do Megamind and Monsters vs. A- Monsters and Aliens Monster.
1: thank you dude, I was about to say the same fucking thing a, a goaded yeah. movie, saw that in They're
3: theaters the too. So finally, so good. people who are smart Monsters vs. Aliens is a classic yeah classic. it is I haven't so, seen Mind, but Monsters vs. Aliens rules. <sighs>
1: dude, I remember the okay. Happy Meal toys from Monsters vs. Aliens. Yeah,
0: I know. Bob was the Bob was the one to get, dude. Mm-hmm. Or Blob. His name was Blob, I think. Instead of Bob. Yeah, sick, dude.
1: <laughs> no, you're exactly right. That's the exact fucking one, too. Jesus, Danilo, give us your recap on John Wick
0: Chapter Two, buddy. Yeah, John Wick Chapter Two, dude. He's still killing people because of his fucking dog. <laughs> um, and it's I more believe- than that. I believe someone then gets his fucking coin. His name comes up where they say, we're about to cash you in, John, because we see you out and about now. He was out. We got to keep in mind, he was out when the number one started. But they pulled, he got pulled back in because the dog died. Then he really got pulled in in this one. He's like, no, I'm cool. I don't need that. And he's like, actually, we're going to burn your fucking house down. So now you don't even have a home. So we're going to do that. Then this is where we get not a good movie. But amazing world building. We get the more of the Continental. We get more of him in his quote-unquote home with the Russian and the ballet dancers. We get we hear with the high table. We hear more about if your name gets called, you have to perform XYZ or uh, you give blood. You know, you get the Pendiment mark on you. You know, just all this type of world building in this John Wick universe. And it makes you go, wow, this is a pretty, pretty cool world that they are establishing in number two. They are for sure doing a number three if this makes money. <laughs>
1: yeah I, I didn't even that's a good point that's a good point that was it oh come on he just, he just goes dude. and
0: kills people dude he just goes and kills people more no, he's people
1: he's excommunicado at the end of this film bro
4: mhm
1: Fishburn is introduced in this one as
0: like the fucking like dude Lawrence fishburn in this just reminds me of fucking ghost dog don't ever say that again because Lawrence fishburn outperforms ghost dog a trillion to one I'm not saying if performs them yeah sure but like yeah, Ghost yeah, Dog is a great movie it. dude it's no, <clears throat> no. I, I I never I, let me relive Valentine's Day again of this year dude Jeez. before I go watch Ghost Dog again that wow <laughs> that's how bad Ghost Dog was
1: I hate that I'm the only one in this discord call that gets that joke <laughs> You're such a fuck for that one, buddy. <laughs> um Al- Alex, what are your thoughts on
3: Shadow Lake Chapter 2? Uh really good improvement. Great action. Uh the catacomb sequence is one of my favorites of the franchise. Um you want to talk about lighting and playing with shadows. Mm. And I'm going to be honest with you, choreography and blocking of a shot like master class on how to frame action Mm. even in low-lit areas like it is mostly dark and yet you can tell exactly what's going on in the frame (laughs) absolutely (laughs) it's 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 kind of mind-boggling when you consider what other modern action movies look like And then this, with like forty million dollars, looks better than some movies that cost four hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. So, that's actually one of the, that's. Nah, he's actually on the money right there. <laughs> Shut up, Alex. Keep going. Bud. Nah, that bo- that is horrendously lit. Don't even come at me. Um, yeah, really great, R- really really good stuff.
1: Good, good, good talk, Alex. Good talk. Really great stuff.
3: Hey, y'all, 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 y'all killed my momentum.
0: He said, "Really goals. great stuff, dude." Really great stuff. Oh, really yeah. great stuff, man. Really great stuff. Don't ever change, Alex. Don't ever change. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Gabby, what are your
1: thoughts on chapter two?
4: This is probably the movie I remember the least. Okay. Um. But I know that it's, obviously, it's pivotal. Um, so I don't really have terribly much to say. It's just, like, uh, especially with, like, the dog and, and whatnot. Like, it's I know it's, like, it's all because of his wife. Like, I do feel like that's really important to, to say. Because it's not just, like, boom, boom, Russian person came in, killed doggy. It's, like, the companion that was supposed to be his wife and the only thing he actually had living that was, like, the last connection he had to her is, like, Gone and was shot by the hand of a group of people that he was supposed to be done with. Like that life was supposed to be behind him, mm. and so it's like it's just it's just such a like a paramount thing. And I just feel like with the second one, especially with him being like ex-communicado and stuff like that, like it's, it it just like keeps building. To and he doesn't want to be a part of any of it, and so I don't know. Like i just like like I know like the dog dies and stuff like that, and everyone's like, oh yeah, the dog dies. Like don't don't mess with John with dog. But it's like it's so much more than that, and I just think it's really neat that they built a whole world, like a part of that like grief that he's feeling.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel on like that. I'm I'm really glad that the sequel doesn't kill the dog. Not gonna lie, because right? I was anticipating, you know, because I didn't mm-hmm. watch two until three had already came out. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. they're just gonna kill a dog every fucking movie.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Very thankful That's that didn't a pity. happen. Yeah. Um, I also love the theme, like you brought up Gabby specifically for chapter one. How simple the dialogue is, and that's a reoccurring mm-hmm. thing in all these movies, and especially in the fourth one we'll talk about too. Um, but I love that he just calls it "fucking dog" because why a good not? Dog. Yeah, yeah, good
4: dog is my name. Good dog, good dog. Yeah, good, good dog, exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: love that fucking bit. Um, I I adore the ending for this as well. Where, like, he, it's revealed that everyone's kind of in on this. Everyone's kind of tied to the Continental to some degree. Um, and he just takes off running through the streets and has Dog with him. I love that bit. Yeah. That's... I, my jaw almost hit the fucking floor. This is my favorite of, of the three. You know, obviously, I think everyone has very, very strong feelings of the fourth one. We'll get to that one. Because um, the fourth one, god damn, that is a fucking movie. But out of the three for sure two i think is my favorite um i love how there's the conflict where the russian basically gives him a choice at first and it's like oh you chose the wrong answer now you don't get a fucking choice you're doing this whether you like it or not and now that you're forced to do this i'm not going to reward you but i'm still going to punish you and your life is on the fucking line throughout this entire sequence or this film um I don't know, man, the sequel really just had me fucking ramped, especially the beginning of this thing, with this whole, like, breaking into this warehouse, like, massive Russian warehouse, um, with the Mustang, or a different Mustang to go get his original Mustang back, and (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think I've made this comparison on the show before, but I'm pretty sure everyone here has seen the 2007 Speed Racer movie, right? no? What? I have. Thank you, Curtis, so fucking good. There was a, I know it was on at least the Wii, but the Speed Racer video game, the tying game, had this weird, like, feature called Car-Fu, and the opening sequence to John Wick Chapter 2 was as if the Car-Fu from the Speed Racer game was brought to a fucking movie, and I felt like a fucking little kid watching this. I was almost, like, cheering for Keanu Reeves, my goddamn living room. Um, Mm -hmm. God, Chapter 2 is just fun to me, man. So much fun. I absolutely adore this movie. Um, Curtis, what are your thoughts on chapter two?
2: Well, I agree with you. Before the fourth one, this was my favorite out of all the original three. Okay, sweet. I like how it continuously picks up kind of right where one leaves off. Yeah. And the first Mm -hmm. thing he does, he goes, well, I killed the guy who got my dog. I Mm. want my car back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That car, that poor car gets so fucked. (laughs) Uh but no, I love that scene. He gets his car. And he's like, all right, I'm done now. And then the big motif on this one is actually the Italians trying to go, come get him. Because we find out that John, the way he got out, was this thing called a marker that he got from the main villain of this movie. I forget his name. And he's like, no, fuck off. I'm done now. I, I was supposed to be done. I, I had stuff to deal with. And he goes, okay. And then he blows up his fucking house. And you're like, well, okay, you fucked up now. But no, I also, I think the biggest improvement on this one was, I think the action was better. The world building on this one was definitely more improved. Mm -hmm. I just like how just everything just, I like the rule system that this world has for all their hitmen.
5: They're Mm -hmm. like, hey,
2: you fucked with me, but like like the scene, because it's um, who is the actor that fights with John most of this movie? Common. (sighs) Thank you. Um, because they're fighting because John goes to kill his ward. She dies. It's the it's the dance scene. And then they start fighting through Rome. And then they bust through a window. And they're about to kill each other. And then the continental owner's like, hey, stop it. No business. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. I need mean, to go, go get drinks. Mm. And then this whole motif of, like, John is progressively getting more, like, agitated. Mm. She's like, I'm going to get you. It's... But you're kind of pissing me off because you're using loopholes and rules to get to me. And then this is where the genius of action comes in. So the guy puts a bounty on John for $7 million. This is where Lawrence Fishburne comes in because John needs to get away into this like art gallery that this guy's having. Mm. And Fishburne's like, all right, cool. Here's your gun. He goes, you get seven rounds for $7 million. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll hold you to that. Next scene that comes around, he shoots. Seven, he's out, throws a gun, picks up a new one. I was like, good. You fuckers <laughs> are smarts. I counted.
1: I was like, all right, he had seven. There you go, bud.
2: And then, uh no, the action was really good on this one. I, I like the end. Because the guy's in the Continental, you're like, well, the whole movie's like, hey, you don't do business here. Because we saw what happened in the last one where you do business there, you die. Yeah. And then... It's like I don't think there's like any music in this scene. It's just very like y And the dude just keeps like poking John. He's like, ha-ha, John. I can wait here longer than you can. ho 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 And then John just fucking caps him. You're like, oh,
3: no. John made a fucky.
1: Yeah, a little bit,
3: man. <laughs> I think those are the exact words out of my mouth when that scene happened.
2: Because you're like, oh, f-. You're like, yeah, you got him, but you broke a rule.
1: Yeah... I mean, the Continental man reminds me of a weird, sophisticated like candy. It okay. Yeah. I don't Explain. I oh, just, oh, just organize Like everyone, just it's under tight man. It's very, very hush.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Everyone's kind of in on it for some reason.
2: It's just sure. I I get that. I think this movie starts to lose me a little bit
5: because really? of like
2: there's just a little because the whole idea of like everybody in New York being in on it, you're like that's kind of goofy.
1: It's but, goofy but usually sure. dude, it's so fuck. it looks gorgeous to see. Sure. Gabby has something?
4: Um that was so that was something I thought about at least towards the end of the fourth is I was like, Is everybody like a hitman? Like where are all the police? And then I started realizing that like one, think about it so hard. And then two, that's just like it's like the Wild West or like think of like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it's like a world separate of ours, obviously. Um and it's almost like a pirate's code. Like you just, like let the two men deal with it, or the people deal with it, and you don't interfere. And you just like go about your way. Like I don't like to me, it feels very much like a Pirates Caribbean, like Wild West, like okay. world. Like I don't know if that makes sense, but that was the way I started thinking about it. Is of like that's that obviously in that world is how they have to function. I feel that's like not- anyway, that that kind of made sense to me. <laughs> that's
1: a good no, comparison. No. I agree,
2: and it's also like. You got to think of uh, probably all the cops in on it because you get to see in the first one where a cop gets called on John, which is one of my – these movies are surprisingly pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, John. He goes, hey, Jimmy. He's like, you uh, you working again? Goes, mm-hmm. ah, stuff out goes, all right. <laughs> Have a good one, John. He goes, you yeah. too, Jimmy. So that that's is probably the white lack of cops. I'm like, okay, that makes sense if we're going by, like, that first movie rules that the cops are kind of in the know. Mm-hmm. Right. So I love that. I don't know. This one's just really good. It proves on the action. I love the continuity of picking up right where we left off, going straight into this new story. Um, I just feel like the villain on this one's a little bit weaker than okay. the Russian guy, just because I feel like the, the original Russian guy had much more of a presence than this Italian guy.
1: I personally. agree
3: on that.
2: I like, this guy was fine.
3: I think wasn't that kind of the point, though. Like, he's... the. This guy, like, Vigo was, like, a respected figure in the industry. And this dude's, like, a little rat who used a mar- marker to get his sister's seat on the table because his own father wouldn't will it to him because his father didn't trust him. Exactly. Like, I don't think that we're supposed to see him as some big, bad figure. I think we're supposed to see him as just a little spoiled weasel, kind of like Joffrey. And that's kind of how he mm-hmm. plays it, too. Sure, yeah. Like, that's a good point. Like, Santino d'antonio is a little spoiled brat and like he acts that way even like during the fight scenes like he's running away while his men are going to fight his fights for him no he doesn't hit, hit man in a crime board he won't even get his hands dirty yep Dang, the closest man. he gets is blowing up john's house and even the that he does, he does from a, it's the only thing he does and he does it from a great distance yep
1: Speaking of doing things at a great distance, man, what is what is your rating on this one, Alex? <laughs>
3: uh, straight Bestman. Straight Bestman? Uh, four out of five, really, really, really solid movie. I I rewatched this one actually a good bit. There, okay. There's a lot of enjoyable moments throughout it, and it moves quickly, too. Like, the pacing is fantastic.
1: No, absolutely. I agree on that one, man. I agree. Gabby, what is your rating on John Wick Chapter 2? Three. Okay, I a yeah. I feel you on
0: that, okay, okay. Daniela, what about you, bro? Yeah, this is a Naboo. Damn, bro, really? Yeah, this is the last one I would ever turn on and watch.
2: Okay.
0: Strong words, okay, okay. For me, man, this is
1: a not. I fucking love this one. I really do. Um, For me, with those first two, and even the third as well, we'll we'll talk more about this later on, um, I don't know, man. I can compare this to like, Back to the Future. Like, I like all three of them, at least the first three, very, very much. But I think it depends what mood I'm in for which is my favorite of the three, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, especially with them being so close together, too. Because this th- or second one, excuse me, I think is, like, a couple days after the first film. And then the third one picks up almost immediately right after, if not mistaken.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: In a couple um, hours. Yeah, yeah. Same fucking day. Um, it's very, very comparable to Back to the Future, you know, for, for a weird, weird way. But, Curtis, what is your rating for John Wick Chapter 2?
2: Uh, This is a best spin on the Widow cor- Coruscant. Okay. Um, it was also because, like, we finally get out to the pencil. That pencil <laughs> seems so good.
1: Yeah, it is. Absolutely, bro. Danilo, I believe it's time, man. Go ahead and give us your recap of John Wick Chapter 3. Yeah,
0: dude. John Wick chapter three is a fu- is the fucking shit, dude. We start off where he gets excommunicadoed in the first fucking minute. So th- all of New York's going after him. And you're wondering, holy fuck, are we just about to see an action movie for about like two hours or two hours plus of him just, of everyone going at him? Yeah, yeah, we were, dude. He's <laughs> in New York. He's on a horse, dude. He fucking shoots someone in the face on a horse. He goes on motorcycles. He starts sword fighting with people. Sucking in the desert. Shooting people in the desert, dude. We're getting more about the high castle. We're getting more with his home. We're getting more world world building. The Continental is is, you know, a prominent character now at this point in the film. You know, mm-hmm. it has reached that status quo. We get more. We get more people from the high table coming down and being like, "Hey, yo, take care of this guy, cause we're not dealing with him anymore. He's clearly a, a pain in our side." And we see like the Continental people are actually loyaler, loyal to John Wick instead of their own people. And you're like, "Okay, John, at least you're having some friends out here, man. At least you got some friends out there, you know." And he's just, he's killing people, dude. He's killing people like there's no tomorrow. We get better camera movement. We get better choreography scenes. We get better. We get cinematography that, in my opinion, was robbed of an Oscar nomination. Ooh. We smart. get music that was fantastic. We finally get a John Wick theme almost that's really prominent in this one. And then by the end of it, they're like, oh. Then giggle—they the, go, they go. he goes to the Continental because they're like, yo, listen, G., um seems like you were giving him some services when you that shouldn't be happening and john and continental guy's like um no and then they're like actually you were so they stormed the continental with the high tables like troops dude And we hear Vivaldi start playing. I'm in a Dolby Theater AMC. I'm fucking bricked up. And they're just shooting at each other, dude. They're just shooting at each other while Vivaldi's playing. And I'm like, oh, my God. This movie is fantastic, dude. Mm -hmm. And then um, his friend shoots him at the end. And he falls down, like, four, five stories. And you're like, John, rest in peace, brother. But then you get the end. And the homeless guy comes out. And he's like. Mr. Wick, you know, he does his little fucking, he talks like he talks, dude. Like, oh, shit, dude. Number four is about to be Tank City out here. Number four is about to go dummy. And then, yeah, dude. Then we just had to wait, like, about two years.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, Curtis, I want to hear your thoughts on this one right off the bat.
2: Okay. So, for me, I think this is the weakest of the three. But in no way is that a bad thing. hmm I just feel like some. I think for me, I think it starts to fall apart a little bit right after a lot of stuff with Holly Berry's character.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think
2: after she exits I think it starts to kind of like teeter a little bit. I'm like, this is kind of. It's good, but I'm like, it's. Well, it's the one time I'm like, this needs to fucking hurry the fuck up to next scene. Yeah. But no, I think the. Did you so the actions? Uh, the action in this one's fucking brutal. Like mm-hmm. that first scene in like that weapon shop, with all the knives and shit. Which I appreciate that not all of them hit. Some of them miss. I'm like, all right, that's sick. The horse race or the horse all scene right. was sick. Mm-hmm. That, that was fucking brutal. Um, I like I like this adjudicator character. Mm-hmm. He just comes around. She goes, "Hey, you fucked up. You need to fix it." And then she starts going to like all the associates. Okay, we know you talk with Wick. Do you you no 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 no. What do you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. And she starts like assembling like a mini like hit team to go get him. Uh, we finally get to see Lance Riddick's character in action in this one. Mm-hmm. And he's he's just a fucking bot fucking beast.
1: Absolutely, it, dude. Rest in fucking peace too while that's, we're at it man. That's Jesus. Awful.
2: Out of, during the fucking tour, that's awful. That sucks so bad. Absolutely. I love Lance Riddick. But then like Around there is where, kind of, like, once he goes, like, Holly it starts like really like slow down, and then the end picks up again. I'm like, all right, this is sick, mm. and then it loses me again because it's the one time it's taking me out of the out of like the out of the movies where he fucking falls down, and, like, breaks his back like six different times. I'm like, you should be dead, mm. but sure,
1: it is kind of like a Looney Tunes moment.
2: That's the mm. one. Time, like, okay, that's a little extreme. Mm. But other than that, no, it's still... A, I don't know how John Wick gets progressively better with each movie. Because mm-hmm. that doesn't happen with sequels anymore, especially action sequels.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: They tend to get worse, but these ones get better. Mm-hmm. But it's still the weakest one for me, just for like, that last... Or it starts to deal a little bit until the, the uh, continental fight scene gets better.
1: Okay, I feel you do. For me, this is also, I think, the, the weakest of... I, I, I don't want to call it the trilogy, because it's not a trilogy anymore. Oh, no, the getting, original three. Yeah, the original three. Um, this is the weakest of those, in my opinion, as well. Um, I, I don't know quite why I feel that way. Like, I think this is excellent world world building, and I think it is the best world building in all four of them so far. Um, the Continental stuff is excellent. The Lance Reddick scene is, you know, the fight sequence is awesome. Seeing more of Winston, of course, is really cool with him coming back in this. Um, and I like seeing John Wick go out into the desert and, like, leave New York. That's all really cool. But I, I don't know. There's a bit of, like, a disconnect. I don't... It the tone feels different in a way with them leaving New York for whatever reason. Great. You know, it It feels like they're leaving their roots and it's fine but 3 feels the most sequel if that makes sense. Like, this one is the one where it feels like everything has to up the last one. It's cool and it's done very, very well and I'm, I appreciate that it's taken a big risk to have things like the horse chase sequence, which is fucking incredible like you said. And I think everything looks good, you know, like, beautiful yet again. But it just doesn't feel like that small, simple, dog was killed, like your wife's dog was killed, gotta go out and avenge his death kind of movie. You know, I don't know what it is. I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, man, John Wick Chapter 3, definitely not a bad movie by any means, but just my least favorite of the four, for sure. Um... Gabby, what are some of your thoughts on the third one?
4: The first time I tried to watch it, I stopped watching it because of the the weapon scene like I was like if it, I, was, I was like if I'm just gonna for two I' like gore like I wasn't like initially grabbed and then um then the horse like kicking the guy like I said I like especially with when it comes to animals and stuff, I was like I'm not like in visually into that and then. When I saw that there's a fourth one, I was like, okay, I have to watch the third. So we watched it, like, Wednesday, and then okay. we saw the fourth one on Thursday. And so I was really amped because I knew it was, like, a stepping stone. And mm-hmm. so I watched it knowing that there would be another one after. And so I think my perspective for the first time watching it is I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like I like the first two, but I, I'm not going to just deal with, like, a because I'm not, like, action flick. And, you know, and I was like, well, I love those ones, but uh, I get it, it's the the third. But the fourth one, I think, made, like, propelled anything that happened in the third to be, like, substantial as, like, a stepping stone. Um, And I really liked that they upped the dialogue, like, with the adjudicator. Like, I thought that that was a really, really interesting window into the high table, and it Mm -hmm. gave it more of, like, an order and, like, a class, um, which I thought was, was really cool. But I still like that they allowed like John Wick's character like to just have like hardly any dialogue at all um and of course like upping the the cinematography and the action sequences and the choreography and all that I was like it's just just gorgeous like I just love staring at the movie and like ultimately that's like you know for what it is for me is like someone who's like really visual and stuff I was like oh I love that um you know and then I don't know I just like I can't help but appreciate it for the fourth
1: i feel you on that honestly it's color graded very well too it's like it's overall mm-hmm. an incredibly gorgeous ass movie yeah. All, almost the whole every bit of the franchise is gorgeous through and it's, through yeah
4: it's beautiful it which does is, not fail
1: yeah exactly which is yeah. wild for an action movie especially if something <laughs> with this low of a like foundation you know mm-hmm. of a budget and whatnot so I, I feel you on that i definitely do danilo man very curious to hear your thoughts on this third one you're muted, dude. Come on, real, real sick,
0: buddy. The third one's the best one there is, dude. It's fucking phenomenal. At this point, I'm like, you know what? I could give a fuck about the plot. I don't need a plot anymore. Just start going tank mode, and he starts going tank mode, dude. And like I said in the recap, everything gets stepped up from the previous two. Your hmm. cinematog- your cinematography is just it, it's it, it's it's Oscar nomination worthy. It is. It truly is. The sets in the Continental are are just dummy, you know. You get, like I said, you get the John Wick theme in it, finally you get a prominent one that then you'll hear in four, you mm-hmm. know, but you hear it in the beginning and then you hear it at the end and you're like, okay, he's still alive, whatever. And I know what you guys are saying. They hold on to the action a lot longer in these ones than mm-hmm. they do in the other ones, which does make it seem longer. Like, I just rewatched it the other day and yeah, he fight the when he fights with the book guy, you see more cuts. When he's fighting with the knives dude, It's like, it feels like it's 20 minutes. They're just throwing knives and they're grunting at each other. And it may be like that. I don't know the actual time, but I'm like, wow, dude, we're really holding on this. But I appreciate that. I'd rather have that any day than 50 fucking cuts of knives hitting the floor and all that shit. And it then turning into like a 10 minute scene, you know. But yeah, dude, everything with the Continental was great. I think it was really cool that he goes back to that Russian ballet place. Um... I think that's just interesting because I always tell Max this when we do Star Wars. I do not need everything to be explained to me. I don't. I'm not an idiot. I, I can, I can, or if I do want to know, I can make something up in my head. That's what mm. makes this shit fun, you know? And John Wick, John Wick walks a fine line because we know this is where he was raised. We see how he, they train, you know? We see that this is his quote-unquote home, his family or whatever. This is, you know, his whatever you want to call it. his his family, his home. But they don't go into all of it. They're like, yeah, Johnny. You know, they call him Jonathan, you know, and Johnny, Johnny. So it's like, okay, like what the hell happened? Did they pick him up on a rainy Tuesday night? Did, you know, he just walk in one day after he was bullied by some kids because he needed to hide? Mm-hmm. You don't fucking know, which, I, which you know, is fantastic. They show you a little, but it, it opens up a whole new world of you know ripping your marker. You're not part of the family anymore. You used it, you know, you're done. Like it's it's a it's interesting, and it's great world building, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing will ever be the two moments I remember. I was in the Dolby Theater, AMC, dude. Shout out to AMC Forum 30, man. That place is my home. We come to places to cry, but um or whatever the <laughs> fuck that quote is, dude. But um, when he's with Halle Berry and they're in, like, that area, that, like, square set or whatever in the desert, they are just shooting in silence, dude, for, like, tw- like a half hour. And all you're hearing is basically just gunshots. It was mm-hmm. the coolest thing ever in a theater. And then, obviously, the ending when Vivaldi played. Like, that was dope, dude. That, that was just the dopest scene I saw all of that year. And then um, Us came out, and I'm like, that's pretty cool, too. <laughs> and let's not forget, let's not forget, Endgame was on a run for weeks and this knockdown game right off
1: Damn, you're right, man. That was the same year.
0: Yep.
4: Like, in the box office? Yep. Like, really? Yeah.
1: That, I feel fucking old, man. God damn, Endgame was
0: four fucking years ago, almost. Yep. Endgame was on a run, dude, at being number one in the box office for X amount of weeks. And as soon as John Wick came out, that one took number one spot.
4: No way. I didn't know that.
1: That's. God damn, dude. You got me feeling all types of ways over here. That's wild.
4: Thursday was sold out for
1: the fourth.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: Thursday was sold out. yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Alex, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this third one, man. You're the last one left here, buddy.
3: Uh, I I love this one, man. I think it's fantastic. It is absolutely gonzo to watch, especially for the first time. Because mm-hmm. there's like everyone likes to like the the standard for comparison to action movies is Fury Road. Yeah, that's kind of okay. like the gold standard for now for modern cinema. This is comparable to Fury Road in terms of it's maintaining the tension you never, like, Stahelski never takes his foot off of your neck the entire time. Mm -hmm. He, like, wants you on the edge of your seat, tense as all get out because there really does not seem to be a way out right now. And he throws everything at you. You, Or at least you think he's throwing everything at you in this one. Um, Then John Wick 4 came out, and we'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the action is just fantastic. Um, mm. The hand-to-hand combat sequences here are so much better. The knife fight sequence, like when Danilo was talking about best cinematography snub, that scene right there is why. The shoot, the way that that knife fight is shot is insane. Mm. Like it, And the uh, the fight with the NBA player as well. Uh, Boban, Boren, what's his name? Don't ask Anybody? me, bro. I
1: don't. I don't watch NBA.
0: Fuck that. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all watch sports? No. We um. Do. Okay, dude. Let's settle down with the sports yeah, I analysis. Watch sports. Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> come on. The deal, you've talked about watching sports. No, dude. The only sport I watch is my man's out there in the world leaking Playboy Cardi songs. <laughs> you
1: struggled with that one,
0: pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: No. This. This is great. It's really, it's a lot of fun. Honestly, it, it mm. I think that it's more, I feel like it's more. This one's more concerned with having a good time than actually building up the world as much as the second one did. It builds it up a little bit, but it's it's much more concerned with its action. Okay, feel you on that, man. What would you rate the third one? uh best been on its way to Coruscant.
1: Damn, strong feelings, bro. Strong oh, yeah. feelings for myself, man. I'm not gonna lie. This is an abou on the way to Bestman. Um, I don't think this is a bad movie by any means, <clears throat> but I don't know, man. This one just doesn't hit as hard compared to the other ones for me. Um, I think it definitely has the best world building. And out of all, before watching this third entry, um, obviously I knew about like the Oni spin off we're getting and the Continental TV show on Peacock we're getting all that. This third one made me understand why we're getting the Continental spinoff for sure, and has me interested in that. Um, like Danilo that. said, it's the Continental very much is its own character in a sense It has life to it in this film, which is really nice to see because it's so intriguing and so gorgeous looking in the last two movies. Um, so yeah, this isn't be one of the best men. And what were you about to say, Curtis?
2: I said I didn't know they were making a show off the Continental.
1: I think it's like three 90-minute episodes or something like that.
2: Yep. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't care if it was just 90 minutes of just watching people come in and out.
1: <laughs>
2: and do <events>, admit, <laughs> honestly.
1: Just the fucking security camera footage above, like, the <laughs> revolving.
2: You just follow the concierge all the day, like, all the time. Just him, like, doing his normal day and just following different characters.
1: Yeah. That... <laughs> that sounds like a little bit of... one?
2: Yeah.
1: What would you rate this one, Curtis?
2: I think I'm with you. I think it's in the boo on the way to a best man. It's just really that start of a third is really, really slow Mm -hmm. compared. But, like, none of these are bad movies. It's just when you compare them, I think for me, this is definitely the weakest.
1: Okay. Glad you're on my side, dude. Glad you're on my side. (laughs) Gabby, what about you? What is your rating for John Wick Chapter 3? Three again. Okay. Wow. Three in a row.
0: on the booze. All right. Mm Danilo, what are you rocking with, bro? This is a death star, dude. This thing was fucking lit. I turned my brain <laughs> off. I grabbed my icy. I grabbed my popcorn. I sat back in Dolby, dude. And I just heard gunshots for two and a half hours and some Vivaldi. And I saw him kill someone on a fucking horse, which is pretty dope, dude. <laughs> in the middle of New York City.
1: That is true. Do you remember when the set photos were released for this, man? With the horse oh, in New I was art?
0: hype, dude. I was hyped because that was the first one that got leaked
1: yeah yeah exactly man it's kind of like it wasn't even like leaked dude It was just out in the fucking open filming this shit you couldn't really contain that
0: yeah yeah mm. and then i signed up for like those little promo things and they sent me that too oh like, really hey, that's cool yeah yeah and, like an hour early i was like thanks guys
1: <laughs> well guys i think it's here you know it's time we've all been waiting for this one john wick chapter four um i don't know
0: this hasn't been one of your like most anticipated movies of the year i believe right Oh, 1000%. This and Boa's Afraid are like the only two I've been winning. I, I'll take it back. Uh, Kang, the Avengers one, Ant-Man was like the big three I was really... And Creed um, were the ones I was really looking forward to. But this <laughs> one was up there for sure as number one, man. This one was up there for sure. I know, we started off as one, then we went to two, then we went to three, then we went to four. But no, this one for sure was up there. Real, Real sick one, buddy. Give me your recap of John William yeah, chapter 4. Yeah, real sick, bud. You know what? Go back to watching Catalina's Curse. And shout-out to that film, guys. Give that a watch. So, number four, dude. Yeah, see that? That's how you do a transition, dude. Not... Well, we're back from break. No. Shout okay, dude. Give me watched, the fucking... Dude.
1: Give me the fucking recap, buddy. Come on. Let's keep it moving here. All right.
0: So, he's alive, and he's just punching a wall, dude. Or a fucking pole. And then... The homeless guy who likes his fucking pigeons just starts to say tainic ritual lighting, and then it just gets cut. So something fucking happened in that scene where we they just cut it from the editing floor because they said, we can't go over three hours, probably. <laughs> um, because there was for sure something more with that scene, dude. Because he's like, Mr. Wick! And then they just cut. So I'm like, um, that's interesting, but okay. Anyway, though, dude, John Wick is just trying to get out, dude. And that's what he was trying to do since number three. He did his mission in one and two. Now he's trying to get out. And they're just not letting him out. And then we get introduced to one of the greatest villains in this franchise, which is Scar's Guard.
1: Mm. And he's just
0: a menace, dude. He is just a little fucking menace. He's a little prep boy who just uses mommy and daddy, which is a, a, i.e., the high table, you know, to try and use his money, power, and all of that to just try and get what he wants. He doesn't fight his own battle, doesn't do any of that. So he hires. And who does he hire? He hires Chim, Chimwe Imwe or whatever, root. Chirrut Imwe, dude, from Rogue One. Um, because they're the same fucking character. And you know? (laughs) You know? It was really weird watching Star Wars while I was trying to watch something decent. Um, anyway though, dude. He hires him to kill John Wick. He has to go after John Wick. He's blind. His sticks are stored. I don't know. Some bullshit like that, dude. But we get more world building again. And we find out the Continental broke its rules. Boom. It's done. See ya. It explodes. Um... We get his concierge who dies. Rest in peace, dude. They probably didn't know he was going to pass away during press. And, you know, they might have written it different. But that was kind of sad then to watch that on screen, you know, mm-hmm. when obviously he yeah. did pass away in real life. We keep going on, dude. John would kill someone else in the high table because all he wants to do is be free, dude. And he just can't do it. He has to complete a few missions. He's trying to complete the missions. But he goes to, um like, Tokyo or, right, Beijing? Uh, he goes to Osaka. Osaka, yeah. Japan, yeah. Japan, Japan, yeah. And he's in a new Continental. And you're like, now this is cool. Now this is really cool, actually, because we just entered another world that has the New York world, but this is like neon and shit. So you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, dude. These guys have fucking samurai swords and everything, and they're fighting the shit up in the Continental. In Osaka, and you're like, oh my god, dude, what the, hell, what, what is happening, dude? John Wick uses nunchucks, which thank God, dude, because we never see someone use nunchucks in a film. And he's going tank mode with it, and then we get the good old friends to enemies trope, dude, mm-hmm. which like, battling out with swords, and the and he loses to a fucking blind guy. And then we get a character who's only in it for a little while, and I'm like, damn, why did we just sideline her like ASAP? But I mean okay, um, because I thought, you know, it was going to be a Halle Berry situation, which it kind of was, which it kind of was, you know, used her for the purpose and then skeet out, but I thought we were for sure going to get her for more of the movie, but, you know, the writers knew what they wanted, this was a John Wick film, this wasn't a buddy film, and, you know, as you, as you got to the ending, you're like, okay, I get why they didn't have her, it's a John Wick film, we keep going on, man, and he keeps, he's just trying to win his freedom, dude, he has to, he does he's noble doesn't belong to the house anymore, That's the fight, basically, um, What's the fucking guy? Pin, he has to fight fucking Pin guy. Pin, Kingpin, um, in the universe, dude. And he's a fucking unit, dude. He actually can fight. We get a nightclub scene again, waterfall. They're doing hand-to-hand combat. He has a fucking hatchet, and he's swinging at him. He's killing him. Breaks his fucking neck. Gets back into a family. They call for a duel. You know, they go by the old ways, or else they live with the animals. Mm. And so, you know, that's always funny. That line always cracks me up. You know, they really cut down the dialogue for this one, in my opinion. Keep going on. And they call a duel. So it's John Wick against Skarsgård. However, Skarsgård uses a little trick out of his old rulebook pocket. And he says, actually, I'm not going to fight this fight. I'm going to use Yen again. Donnie Yen, to be exact. And Donnie Yen's like, you motherfucker, fuck you. Um, And John Wick gets 24 hours to survive in Paris. Or Germany. That's Paris. Paris. (laughs) And we get one of the most go- – okay, sidetrack, side dude. Go back for a minute. We get one of the most gorgeous shots of all time when, while we're in Germany with that fucking, like, castle shit or whatever, dude. The gargoyles hmm. on I, – I nutted in the fucking theater, dude. Anyway, <laughs> we keep going on, man. And he has 24 hours to survive Paris. He gets a new suit. He gets the stealth suit again, which was introduced in number two, you know, which he kept for three. And you're like, or the, you know, uh, bulletproof suit. And you're like, damn, that's pretty dope. You realize everyone actually else has that. So mm-hmm. it just got invented between uh, like the two hours that have time passed between John Wick 1 and John Wick 2. And he has to just survive in Paris, dude. And once again, we pull uh John Wick has been excommunicadoed, you know, bid 70 million. Go kill him. And they all try and go kill him again in Paris. And they fight underneath that famous little bridge thing, roundabout thing. And he goes up the stairs and he's fighting people. Then he gets kicked down the stairs and he goes up the stairs. Then Yen's like, you know what? I have to do what I have to do, John Wick. But I'm going to make sure you get there so you can do it too. And you can, you know, basically die a fateful death. Because like we hear from the beginning, they were friends before. So they get up the stairs again. They kill the bad guys. I'm going to introduce this bullshit character. Such a bullshit character, dude. Mr. Nobody or whatever. And he just is there spectating. Um, basically, they get up the stairs, they have their duel, John Wick pulls an old trick out of his playbook and doesn't shoot when it was time, so he kills Skarsgård, and John Wick says he just wants to go home, and he is able to go home at the end of the film. And then we get our post credit scene, dude, and it's the Donnie Yen with the lady who was in Osaka, the daughter of the guy who died, who's right outside the Continental ready to kill him. Mm-hmm. And that was
1: it. Dude, I, I saw this at a weird AMC, actually. Like it no. had a normal. Say again? I don't disrespect the AMC, man. No, I love AMCs, dude. It's not disrespected, but it's a weird AMC. I've been to AMC's. Normally, you have like your regular standard auditoriums with like the you know the stand up seats of like the flappy little butt piece, whatever, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have your your seats of the recliners, which is like a quarter of the like audience size, right? Oh, we don't have those. Okay, maybe this is normal for you then, dude, because I've only been to AMCs that have those small reclining, like, theaters. This was a full-ass reclining audience, which was insane to me. Yeah. Like, That's even an the, updated one, then, dude. Even, like, the Alamo, like, Alex, how many people can fit in the Alamo? Like, at the, the bigger theaters?
3: Bigger theaters, maybe 150
1: people. Okay, mm. that blows my fucking mind, dude. Okay.
4: Alamo's huge.
1: Yeah, 200 people could fit in this one, dude. It was fucking weird really weird um they didn't they had like separations where you could remove the armrest which i'm used to from other amcs but this one didn't have that like awkward clunk still where it's still up and you're you know you can't really like move over and kind of thing um really comfortable couches just a really really weird theater man but what blew my mind about it and i wasn't expecting from this i had like an end game reaction for like the crowd like Every fight sequence, people are losing their fucking mind during this, dude. Yep. I, I haven't experienced this since Godzilla versus Kong when we first fucking started this shit coming back from COVID, bro. Um, this was a blast to see in fucking theaters. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm very. I would have been pissed if I didn't see this opening weekend. Honestly, I think I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, I kind of put you on the sideline for those because I know, man, you, you're so so fucking pumped for this fourth one. Let me hear you gush about this thing, man.
3: Oh, man. This is a perfect action movie. Mm. This is three hours of a beating, basically, on both John Wick and the audience. Mm. Um, Stahelski is asking his boast of the viewer here. Like, you're going into a behemoth of a movie. And it, I'm going to be honest, it feels. Like it it feels like a big movie, it's dense, but at the same time it's never slow
2: mm-hmm.
3: like yeah, you're gonna catch up on things from like twenty minutes ago, like during another sequence during the movie, but it's still gonna work. it's still gonna tie together mm-hmm. it's gonna help you understand what's actually going on in the moment even more um especially during a lot of the Osaka and France sequences hmm um. That's that's where we'll see that the most. Um, Keanu's at his best here. I think we can all agree on that. This is yeah. the best he's been as John Wick. It's probably his best performance of his career, despite it being only um, like
1: 380 words.
3: Yeah, like he doesn't. But he doesn't need words though. No, I agree. He I'm just saying yeah. Like he he's like Tom Hardy. He acts with his eyebrows
0: and grunting. Mm-hmm. That's he, I I don't know if I'd compare him to Tom Hardy, dude. That's, yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, then Tom Hardy kind of isn't that good of an actor.
3: Anyway, um, <laughs> so... And then you've got an ensemble cast of like new supporting players mm. who all feel like they work within the franchise. I know you didn't like Mr. Nobody, Danilo, and that's wrong, but it's okay. Um, everyone else Not has like said anything. that he is a... Exactly, thank you. Yeah. He, he was fantastic, and he was pretty funny, too. He was, yeah. Like he, he, he was definitely the comedic relief of the movie, except when Donnie Yen is yelling F off or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Yeah, and then the Scott Adkins thing was weird, I'm going to be honest. That was like my one, like, okay, but at the same time, now we have twice in a row in March, we have a actor in a fat suit playing a nightclub cartoon villain. It Last year we had totally Colin Farrell. Thank you.
4: It was Batman through and through.
3: Except with a German instead of a New Jersey accent. Yeah,
4: was... still, still though, I was like, this is, this is that scene in Batman.
3: Oh, 100. It was great.
4: Like it was great. I
3: wouldn't say this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was hilarious. I mean, it, it, it was surprising how m- much humor was throughout this, which I think kind of helped with the runtime. Absolutely. That was a big yeah. word that was a big worry for me. I mean, movies in general have just been longer recently and only certain directors can actually use that runtime properly. Mm. And you're telling me the dude who started out as Keanu Reeves, stunt double is making a three hour action movie. I mean, show me some footage. (laughs) (laughs) And then the dragon's breath scene, by the way, I just want to sweet, sweet music. Mm hmm. For that entire scene, and then the 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 way that it, okay, um, Gabby, do you know who shot this? No, uh, Del I Del Toro's up. guy. Del Toro's yes. guy. Yes,
4: yeah. The guy who mm-hmm. shot like
3: Nightmare Alley and Shape of Water, yep. all that crap. Uh,
2: Dan
4: Loustics. I was going to mention him.
3: He's been Phenomenal. shooting these since the second movie. He goes Phenomenal. off, makes a, a weird Del Toro movie, and he goes makes his weird shooty bang bang movie.
4: No, it's like you need to hire him. He was like, whenever you do that, he was like, You hire that guy. I was like, I'm gonna hire him. <laughs>
3: <Phenomenal>. <laughs> he is it's insane. Yeah. Like if Top Gun Maverick gets cinematography awards, there's no reason why John Wick chapter four
4: thought.
3: agreed. This movie should be winning the Oscar for best cinematography because I don't believe this can it- be topped. You this cinema this will change how action movies are shot just like the first one did. Yeah, this again will change how action movies are shot. We will see Walmart VOD movies in a year that are that are ripping this off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but it'll at least make them a little more entertaining.
1: Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not watching the Walmart VOD movies, buddy. But yeah. <laughs> Look, every now and again, yeah. you we're not like black watching. and
0: white on the podcast, bud. Anyway. <laughs> It's
3: just—it's perfect. It really is. You can't ask for like this movie has a villain who dresses like an anime character, who talks with a hammy, a heavy French accent, and has
4: like
3: the, suit. the suits are iconic. The I, I this movie just blows my mind at how good it is.
1: Yeah. I agree, man. It, this this is like a perfect perfect action movie. This is incredibly fucking gorgeous. Um. I, w- I was very, very surprised by Donnie Yen in this. Like Danilo said, like, this is just cheer anyway from Rogue One, more or less. Um, which, he's my favorite fucking part of Rogue One. I said that during... Curtis, you were in that episode, I think, weren't you? I was, yes. Yeah, oh, man.
0: Come uh, on, dude. Dude, shut the
3: fuck up. Curtis is
0: here. He yeah, comes, right. he we're goes. i not yeah, in the to podcast, buddy. Come on,
3: buddy. <laughs> Except now, he's actually being used. God, you're such this a horror, Danilo. <laughs> this man's essentially a co-lead in this movie. He has almost... he. Mm. Absolutely. He, he is used finally, and it is funny.
1: Yeah, babe. Everything about Cheer I enjoy is just amplified into this, mixed with some comedy. This It's, it's wonderful seeing him in this role, man.
2: And um, he has the drip. Oh my god. The drip in this movie is fucking stupid, but it's. Oh my god.
3: I mean, he's got a point. I mean, you've literally got suits you can just hold out with, and it acts like a shield.
5: Who that is, yeah.
3: Like, that would be so cool. That is true, man.
1: Um, Mr. Nobody, I know you didn't like him, Daniil. I fucking loved him in this, but I will admit, that was the weird part about it, or about this movie for me. Um, when they kept bringing up the emphasis on Nobody, I expected some weird ass tie in from the Bob Odenkirk film, which has the same producers and I think same writers, right, Alex? Yeah? Okay, sick one, buddy. Over there choking. But yeah. <laughs> Um, I was really expecting a weird-ass tie-in to nobody somehow. Um, just because I, I don't know if it's in the same universe, but same creative hands, you know. Um, didn't mind the weird name. Um, I love the character. He was pretty awesome in this. Um, I love, love, love some of the environments. How so we're stepping away from New York. It feels. This feels right. Like this makes three mm-hmm. feel worth it, in my opinion. To why it does feel very, very rush of world building in a sense. Um, You know, Sokka is fucking gorgeous. Everything in France looks fucking beautiful. Even returning to the desert for the few, like, two or Mm -hmm. I think it's two times we go back to the desert in this film. I know very early on we do. Um, Even coming back then, though. Like, it just... It's stunning through and through this entire Mm -hmm. fucking movie. Um, I, I just... I'm blown away by this, honestly. Mm. Seeing, like, I'm a bit tired of the Scar guard, Scar guard brothers as well, um, but having him come back in this as the main antagonist was a much, much welcome addition to the cast. Um, the only other thing that was, like, a little bit confusing for me was, again, like, I was sitting in this theater wondering where the fuck Ana Moss is. Why the fuck is she getting a spinoff? I don't know where that's coming from. How she's involved in the universe. What is... Okay, three what, dude?
3: It comes from John Wick Chapter 3. They introduce Angelica Houston's the Mm -hmm. director, who runs a ballet company. That's also how John Wick got trained. Mm -hmm. There's a ballerina that's featured in the movie. She got recast with Ana de Armas Mm -hmm. for the spinoff movie. Oh, I didn't Mm -hmm. know she was
0: recast, dude. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, dude. It's a prequel. No, It's uh, It's set... yeah, it is, dude. It's set, like, not, it's, they recast, um, who's the old guy who runs the Continental? What's his name again? Winston? Ian Winston? McShane. Yeah, yeah, they cu- They cast him. They cast a younger version of him. He's
1: so recast cool. for the Continental show as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ballerina is separate from the Continental show. Ballerina's set between John Wick 3 and John Wick 4. That's how, uh, John Wick is able to cameo. yeah. That that kind of bugs me though, man. That we're getting a fucking
1: John Wick CU. That's weird. It is. But yeah, man. I don't know. I I was looking for Moss in this, kind of confused. Because I I had no clue the fuck about this whole ballerina stuff at the time. Um, Especially recasting. I'm just looking forward, dude. You know. I don't know. I've really really fucking liked 4 though, man. This, this really caught me by surprise Give me some endgame moments. We're all screaming as a fucking crowd. Um, especially, like, how funny this is, yet again. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's dumb written on paper, this whole stare mm-hmm. sequence of him constantly falling down. It's, it's we've,
5: like, we've, it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've it complained works. about this a hundred kind of times on the podcast, where it's just idiotic movements with characters just repeating the same thing over and over again, but just works in this film for some reason i don't know man john wick chapter four is is something special i really really hope that this is nominated for something down the line i'm pretty sure it will be towards the end of the year when we have the award season coming back but um this is this is a film where i can tell like this will define 2023 for us for filmmaking Mm. you know i think we'll all look back on this one of fond memories for sure um gabby what are some of your thoughts of chapter four
4: um same type of feeling that i have with the batman it just like it set the tone and it blew my mind um yeah. mainly because i know the types of films i go for these are not the kind of films i go for but they just knocked my socks off and just set the bar so high um i the whole loving husband thing probably because i married it like i don't to me it's like i just see it in a whole different light and so like. Like, I was, like, sitting in the theater, like, trying not to cry. Like, I don't know. Like, I was, like, why is John Four like, evoking this in me? And I don't know if it was the color grading or just the build-up of all four movies or what. But it just, it's just amazing that it could be so emotional for, like, an action flick. I'm, like, what's, like, how do they do that? I, I don't know how they do that. But it's, like, with most kung fu movies and kung fu movies in general, there's always some sort of, like, emotional, like, narrative that's like illustrated throughout and somehow like i said i said that i think earlier in the podcast like they somehow intertwined that narrative through all four films but just like flawlessly. like john does not waver like there's not really a point in the film where i'm like oh he's acting out of character he, he just like is a loving husband through the thing like through and through and i don't i don't know it's just it's just it's just so good and so beautiful and i just feel like everything was thought out really well kind of back to the continuity thing too, like I keep thinking of like the, what looks like hand-painted like glass panes. The I think it's like the first scene with him and the blind guy with uh, Kane. um And they start smashing like through the glass and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting there thinking like every single pane look, it looked individually like painted, like with a, some like Japanese like caricature or something like that. And I'm just thinking like the amount of time that it would take to go into like the principal photography and the rehearsing. And like, it's just like, even like production wise, it's just like through and through, like sitting in the theater for two hours and 50 minutes. Like, I'm not disappointed. Mm. Like, it, like, I just feel like it was like they completely delivered on every single second. Um, and as, you know, someone who's a filmmaker, like, I just, it just makes me appreciate it to, like a whole, like, other level, kind of like, like Batman and stuff like that. And the one thing that really blows my mind still, and I just keep thinking of it aside from the glass panes and stuff like that. And um, the staircase is um, the, like, fan. Like, the shadow of the fan mm-hmm. when they're in, um, like, in the club. Um, I will say two things that I thought were kind of silly. Three things. He should have broken his back on the club when he hit that beam. Um, <laughs> I thought that was kind of ridiculous. And then um, the club dancers themselves, I thought was kind of over the top. Like, I was like... They acted, like, scared in some scenes, and then, like, Oblivious in the others, and I was like, so maybe drugs are involved. I don't know. And then the third was Mr. Nobody. I thought the character name itself was really lame. Like, I was expecting something cooler. I thought the sketchbook was weird. I don't know why they focused on that. Twice. It kind of threw me off. And then, if you notice at the end, the last scene I think we have of him is him, like, giggling with a beer in the dog. Yeah. Because he didn't shoot. And then there's nothing. There's no follow-up with him at all. And... I don't know why, but I felt like every other character got some sort of, like, dismissed from the movie, but he just, like, that's it. Which, maybe that's fine, because he's Mr. Nobody. So maybe he's supposed to be elusive, but those are that's my, those are my got
1: yeah. That's a good point, though. I forgot about the sketchbook scenes, because they don't explain yeah. that whatsoever.
4: They do. Yeah, I think it's weird that he's just, like, <laughs> sitting there for, like, 40 minutes. Well, yeah, because he's, he's supposed to be off the grid. So, like, like, I get why he would, like, use a sketchbook book. I, it's, I think this is more of a continuity thing. Like, maybe 30 minutes passes and he's still just, like, kind of sitting there, like, fiddling with his sketchbook for, like, 40 minutes just in the lobby. Like, I don't... I, don't, um, I just thought that was... Like, could have done something else maybe with his character for that span of time. But
1: uh, No, you're good. You're yeah. good. Dang. Curtis, what are, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Chapter 4, man? I'll
2: try not to ramble so much. No, you're good. But Part 4 is and it's a perfect action movie a near a near perfect movie mm-hmm. as perfect as def- how you define those kind of movies dan Loudston, the cinematographer on this literally needs all the awards yeah mm-hmm. this movie is gorgeous mm-hmm. i don't think i think since dune i don't think a movie has impressed me with like how good it looks damn uh, almost every shot could just be like an oil painting mm. Those is the best especially kind of movies, especially in Osaka. Oh my God, with all the neon shit going on, I'm a. I also appreciate a lot more Asian representation in this movie, mm-hmm. and how they're all just super fucking cool. Like the um, owner of this Continental um, Shimazu, played by Hiroyuki Sanada, is a fucking beast. He's so cool. Because mm-hmm. because that dude's like a legit fucking samurai. He's such like a well known mm-hmm. man. He's so cool. I thought his, the guy who played her daughter. I think she's, like, his pop singer. She was also very good. I was mm. like, all right, sick. And it's also very cool. Like, whenever Donnie Yen fights John Wick, John Wick is never, like, at his fullest. Because the first time they fight, John Wick was fighting, like, 20 minutes of, like, that nunchuck scene of his ass getting beat. Yeah, mm. for real. And he's still, like, c- kind of keeping up with Donnie Yen. But, like, the... St- the soundtrack in this one specifically, I don't know what it was, was great. Like, almost everything, all, all the music in this one was phenomenal. Um, the, I think the best club scene, I think, is in this one, definitely in German, in Berlin. Mm. That fight scene is just so good. From, like, the way it's shot, the music. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that was Scott Atkins playing the big Berlin dude. But typically those kids are like, oh, he's a big dumpy, he's going to run. That dude fucking... He threw, like, a fucking roundhouse kick. <laughs> and like, oh, okay, this dude fucks. I don't know. that was super good. We just see Clancy Brown. I love Clancy Brown. Yeah, that so was a cool surprise. Getting, he's, I'm happy he's getting more screen time and things. Hmm. Uh, but, no, everybody on this, like, was on their egg. This movie's nearly three hours long. I could literally, no shit, watch, like, five hours of this movie. It felt so short.
1: It did, man. And that's a crazy mm-hmm. thing, too. There was, what, another, like, 50 minutes to this movie? I was think cut?
2: once the start of, like, Hidden Paris, I think 30 to 45 minutes is just pure action. hmm mm-hmm. And I literally could have watched like two hours of that.
3: I, It got timed by somebody. It's like 37 minutes total it of action. felt like action.
2: 10. I literally could have watched that forever. <laughs> and then we had the Dragon's Burst scene where it's like shot, like, down... I'm like that's just brilliant. That's so good. It's I don't I don't know what else to say. This movie is just so good. We get to see a lot more stuff come to head. We we learn more about like how the High Table works. I think Clancy Brown is the closest we get to like actually seeing a member of the High Table because he it, just carries that authority with him like everywhere.
3: We saw a I'm, member of the High Table. Grimald was a member of the High Table. Oh he really. Was a, He was a senior member of the high table. Interesting. Yeah, like he's he is high table, just he's he's a young high table member. Like he kind of like how Santino D'Antonio inherited the seat. Yeah. Yeah. This this we got another spoiled brat.
2: Gotcha. Okay. I also just like they never explain like how that hierarchy works, because like because clearly Clancy Brown's character I definitely has, like, more authority than the Marquis does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you're like, okay, well, the Marquis is up there somehow if he's authorized to blow up Continentals. Yeah. <laughs> and all the Hightail was like, hey, I don't think that was necessary, because, uh, you're fucking up three of them. You need to slow the fuck down, Buster.
1: Yeah, basically. And
2: then just that final, that final duel stuff was super great. I saw this IMAX, and literally that vibration just rocked my fucking world.
1: I imagine man. It makes me wish I oh, saw an IMAX. Fuck.
2: Oh, I got the last ticket for that because every every night was every booking was sold out.
1: I'm gonna have to go see no, this again on honestly in theaters. I'm
2: <laughs> I'm taking my mother because she likes the John Wicks movies. She goes, Hey, let me know how this one was I'm like, it's great you need to go see it. She goes, RQ wanna come on oh, Kelly. Hell yeah.
1: Your mom's it's, a G, dude.
2: Dude, it's everything in this movie was just perfect.
1: <laughs> I feel you on that, man. Danilo. You've been holding
0: him back, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, dude. This one, um... This one, they decided to actually tell a story, which blew my fucking mind. We get Donnie Yen, <laughs> who's basically like Chirrut in one I'm like, okay, no way in hell does this guy fight like this. It just doesn't logically make any fucking sense. There's no way he can... Tone- he's, he's not part of Clone Force 99, bro, where he feels like where the fucking sword's gonna be, where the punch is gonna be, where he's supposed to shoot... It just doesn't make sense. Um, That was a big hurdle I had to cross over. You know, like, obviously, this movie doesn't make sense to begin with. You know, it's a fucking action movie that's three hours. You don't need it. You know, like, okay, whatever. Um, But that was number one. Mr. Nobody was a joke and a half, dude. If he did something at the end, that would have been fantastic. He doesn't do jack shit, he's just following John Wick and is like his guardian angel. We could have wrote, we could have just wrote him out of the story, and I promise you, we would have been fine without seeing a single lick of him, dude. But other than that, dude, it was a good movie. Um, the cinematography was like just on point, 1, um, the a thousand percent. The the action was phenomenal. Again, um, we did reuse some of our stuff that we did in number three. You know, number three, in my opinion, was still up there because we got the horse, we got the swords. You know, and then here we get a recycle of that. We didn't get any like new type of action. Mm. Action, you know, we just got better action. We got better camera work, in my opinion, in this one as well. Like cinematography and camera work has improved since number one. But this, with the camera work, was fucking nuts, dude. When we're going bird's eye view, when we're go, when it's like we're following him like a fucking guinea pig or whatever throughout this entire little set. Yeah, dude. As someone who just loves how like that would even try and make that happen, look. It was beautiful to watch, and it's executed so good. And I hope they didn't use CGI for that, you know. They, I think they might have for a few of the scenes, which you know. But and the transitions were smooth too, like it like it swooped down or whatever mm-hmm. for a minute, and we swoop back up. But we swoop down, we fade to Mr. Nobody saying some bullshit, and then we go back to John Wick. I'm I'm like, we don't need him in this story anymore. would kick him out of here, please is ruining my experience um, like mr nobody dude and the only other gripe i did have was in the beginning dude like i said when i was doing the recap it was the fucking like satanic ritual he's trying to perform he says hello he lights up a fucking candle or whatever we get the fire going and then we just go right in the, right to him in the desert so i'm like hmm i feel like there was just more that they cut there which maybe they did maybe they didn't you
1: know i see i didn't think that was a ritual either man i just thought it was a cool intro just like,
0: yelling when oh, he cool, walks in, too. That's a cool intro, dude. I know it's not an actual ritual, dude, but it's a cool intro. Mm. But I felt like there was more of an, a dialogue there or something. It just It felt completely out of place. It was a cool intro, but it felt completely out of place, in my opinion. Okay. Like, oh. number three, we got off right kicking. We knew where we were. You know, like, and if we were going to do that intro, i need a montage of John Wick training, at least. Not would- looking perfect. Yeah, dude. Not looking perfect after you just fell for our fucking flights. This is this yeah. isn't like right away, dude. This is years later, right? Yeah, way. Later. I know it's I know it's years later, but like I said, I'm gonna need a little a little montage of John Wick getting back to shape, man. Like I had in Batman when he's doing this fucking sit ups and curls, you know. And they're singing Deshi Basa or some shit. Okay,
1: dude. dude, don't dish out fucking against Dark Knight Rises. What a goddamn masterpiece,
0: dude. I'm not. I'm saying that's what I need in this movie is that little montage when he's doing his sit-ups and curls and shit.
1: I don't agree, bro.
0: I like it starts off strong. It does start off strong, man. It just fell out of place. Let me, let me get that fucking montage in the ballerina spinoff, dude, or some shit. (laughs) Uh, yeah, maybe man. Who knows? But it was a good movie, dude. I liked it. Like once the ending hit, I was like, I enjoyed it. It was a great way to wrap up this franchise. It was Hmm. a phenomenal way to wrap up this franchise. And did. I hope to God we do not get number five. I am praying we don't get number five. I,
2: d- I don't think they will.
0: They're on top. They don't need I think need
1: they it. greenlit it.
0: They it's did. not greenlit yet. Yeah, but they're really considering it. It's the highest opening one they made so far. I mean, you know, money talks. It always does. Just like how the Joker did, man. Yeah, you no, know exactly. Think we're, only do it, it, we're only we're doing we one,
4: water.
0: you know. But yeah,
2: I Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying, Gabby.
1: I do too. I, I, I'm just, I
0: don't know, man. I don't want to see this become a whole franchise. I really don't. That's i saying, dude. I don't need the things explained to me always. Mm-hmm. You know, like we get more into his family in this one, obviously, again. But we don't get more into his family. We are just floating on lore and ideas and everything like that. And why are they call him Jonathan, all that shit, man? And I don't need to explain, dude. Like, I know Skarsgård explained it a bit. Saying like, oh, like we trained you, whatever X Y Z. You know, we made you who you are. But that could mean anything. That doesn't mean that's exactly how it went down. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm like, like I, I'll take that as a, my little explanation. No, but I, I don't need ex- that. Yeah, I don't need continental lore, dude. It's cool to see some of that. You know. Yeah, and it's pretty cool to see some. Yeah, some ballet stuff. but I don't need you know what nine hours of this shit.
1: No, I agree, dude. On top of that, like yeah. the, the key thing that's so cool about John Wake, in my opinion, is that it's over the top on purpose. This movie's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The whole series is. The guy said, barely says any fucking dialogue in all these goddamn movies. Like yeah, he yeah. he says yeah primarily throughout the entire that, fourth movie.
4: That's why the intro is so important. By the way. Say again. That's why the intro is so important. Yeah. Because that's how the third one ends. Hmm. That's. I, that's why I think it's significant.
1: I, I'm hearing you. Yeah. I feel you.
4: I don't know if you guys all feel that way, but I think I I agree with you because it's like it seems almost like there should be maybe something more. Possibly, hmm. I didn't get that vibe, but I know that it ended with like the Bowery King and then John. Like he's like, "Are you mad, John?" And John's like, "Yeah." And it it ends. And it starts the exact same way, just like all the other movies had started was right where we left off. And so it's like no time had passed. But clearly, just him punching, you could tell that he had been training. You didn't need anything more than that because the action had to immediately start rolling.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree on you. I think it's a great
3: intro, too. I love Lawrence Fishburne in this fucking role. You bring up one of my issues, though, with Lawrence Fishburne. He is barely in this movie. They set him up to have a grand role in Chapter Four, and he shows up like twice, maybe three times. Like I the, that like the, critique, like the, and it's not even a critique. It's more just personal preference because I loved like his character showing up more in Chapter Three. That mm. made Chapter Three a lot more memorable to me. Um, Which is the way that he, he plays that character. He's having a ball on set, and that makes it fun to watch. So, him being nerfed in this one was a little di- disappointing, but there were loud noises and explosions on screen, so, I mean, it kind of, it, it it evens out, I guess. But, I'd like to see him come back for something. Yeah, a different movie. <laughs> Not with John Wick, man. <laughs> I mean, just have him be his own character. I mean, heck, Bowery King's interesting. Yeah. Homeless network of gangsters, like, that sounds cool. For a show or something.
0: Maybe, maybe bring like back a, organized crime. Bring back organized crime, guys. I was about to say, maybe i like to see him like
1: a Scorsese film, dude. They Bring him back in Heat 2, for fuck's sake, because that's the thing Stop. for some reason. There you go. <laughs> I didn't even respond to that text message when you texted me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Anaday Moss is in that fucking thing, too.
0: <laughs> I, I, that don't matter.
1: Real sick one, dude. That don't matter. We know what does matter, dude, these ratings. And Danilo, I want you going up first, man. What is your rating for John Wick chapter 4? Yeah, dude, this thing's a course, Real
3: descriptive. Okay, Alex, what is your rating for John Wick chapter 4? <laughs> I am a best on the way to way to chorus on. This is th- this is this year's the Batman for me. Very, I'm, very strong. The the big budget tentpole Pole movie that like leaves a very big mark like i feel i felt the way i felt after the batman after john went forward mm-hmm. mm. um is the best it's way i can money. huh
4: it's gonna get all my money
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah when it hits physical media i'm going broke <laughs> yeah yeah um this is a fantastic movie and i'm gonna try and see it again this weekend if i can it'll go, probably go up to five stars but i want to wait Psh. this weekend i'm seeing tetris buddy Get Je- on uh, fucking level, man. I'm seeing that on Apple TV Plus because I'm not paying TV. to see I'm not. I'm not going to the theater and paying to see that movie. I'm going to re John Wick first. That's yeah, more you mean you
1: dragged me to Shazam 2 in the fucking theater, but you won't see Tetris? dude? <laughs> and you okay. loved it. You know what, dude? Shh. No, I hate no, 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 no. You know what? You're, you're muted. Rest the fucking episode, buddy. Curtis,
0: what is your rating <laughs> for Wait. John Wick Chapter 4? Real quick. Real quick. You're... Why are you going to go see Tetris in a theater, man? You have Apple TV. Yeah, I just want to go to the theater, man. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know, dude, because some people don't know that they get Apple TV when they get Apple Music. No, because you're talking sm- about that a thousand you're times. A, since you're a smart man like I am, I'm happy you use Apple Music. Yeah, man. Exactly. exactly. Curtis, what's your rating, though, man?
2: <laughs> no, it's it's a chorus on If I could rate it higher, I could.
0: You Death can. Star. You go Death Star, dude. If you want to go Death Star, you can go Death Star.
2: I mean, I might as well, right? I don't think... There's nothing the rest of the year I think is going to top this, Mm -hmm. personally.
0: Fuck it, we ball, Curtis. Fuck it, we ball. Blow up Coruscant, baby. This was,
2: like, my (laughs) most anticipated movie of the year. And it met and it exploded all my expectations.
1: Affiliate, bro. I'm here for it. Gabby, what is your rating?
0: Death Star. Damn! Okay, there we go. Look it, dude. Look it. It wasn't even a star anymore. It was Death Star. God, man, God,
1: fuck it! I'm going even bigger, dude. This is Starkiller Base, bro. And eh, you it, ruined it. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, you actually dude. did just ruin it, dude.
3: Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is level.
1: fucking great. Um, I, I've never thought I'd be this invested in this series, this franchise.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, this is a fucking death star for sure. Oh boy, wow. man, Jesus Christ. What a, what a goddamn series. I hope we don't get a fifth one. You know, very interested oh, yeah. to see the the Continental series for sure. Um, very, very curious about the Ballerina spinoff more than anything. You know, I don't, how that'll play out. Because I don't want that to get sequels as well. Yeah. You know, who, who knows? Who knows? We'll probably be covering it here at Galaxy of Film. You know, we cover a lot of stuff here, Danilo. Things that we don't want to cover, we end up covering anyways just like our LFG last week on Shazam 2 Fear the Gods with my buddy Alex over here. And Can't Alex <laughs> cannot believe you went to go see that bullshit. Alex, where can our listeners find you, man? If, when they're done
3: listening to this and they're done listening to our Shazam LFG, where can they find you? You can find me at Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at awreams and at alexanderwreams.com. Awesome, man, awesome. Curtis, my good sir, where
1: can listeners find you as well? Obviously, you're no stranger to the show.
2: Uh, People can find me over at Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Curtis Shack. Uh, we're going through kind of like a retro thing right now where we're going through the old um, NES Castlevania games. Ooh. So Ooh. we're doing that here pretty soon. So yeah, That's, come on, find me. Come and say
0: hello for a little bit. Nice pick, dude. Nice pick. For a little um, bit? See. For a little bit? Maybe I'll subscribe for life.
2: <laughs> hell yeah
1: That's
2: give me spirit, money man. please I'm dying hey, please give me your money <laughs> <laughs> no, no you're great
1: oh god man Gabby where can listeners find you as well
4: uh, for photo video L dev photo and then for illustration and graphic design L dev media awesome. which is E-L-L-E for Gabrielle
1: gotcha gotcha yeah. For our listeners, links down below on the show notes as well just make it a little bit easier on you guys so you're not having to copy and paste every time. Link's down below. Check everybody out. Um, check us out on our website, galaxyoffilm.com. Danilo, your short film, Catelyn's Curse, is out now, dude. You've been getting some great fucking responses to that, man. Um, could be more proud of that film you know
0: yeah no i couldn't man I'm, I'm very proud of it everyone everyone who worked on it's amazing you know i say a million times whenever i promote it but everyone who worked on it's absolutely amazing couldn't truly could not have done it without those people when he hit those credits you know
1: yeah man it's a challenge for us man challenge for me my team over here like i said gabby and alex are both working on my next film distinguished shooting next month can't wait to get that one out the door as well that'll be a fun one man that'll be fun
0: well for sure for sure, man.
1: For sure, for sure, man. For our listeners, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to go ahead and hit that follow button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Go ahead and check out the YouTube Galaxy Film Productions where our short films are currently available right now. Like I said, Callie's Curse You can go ahead and watch today. You can watch my other short film, Like a Surgeon, as well. Already on there. Um, for all of our content, the podcast, the video stuff, the short films, our social media, everything's on galaxyfilm.com be sure to follow us on instagram twitter tiktok and facebook all at galaxy of film check out the fan club where i got ran by our buddy shamim the galaxy of film fan group on facebook for exclusive and early content you can see when our buddy harold goes to the fucking movies every week shout out to you gamer harold for being an absolute g what a legend dude what a legend that's what i'm saying he he came on before even recorded, guys to give his thoughts on john wick he didn't even know what the fuck a John Wick was, but still went to go see John Wick Four. What a goddamn legend
0: Harold is. Bless his fucking I mean, soul, dude. Someone get that man a Funko Pop, bro.
1: Yeah, exactly, dude. Maybe we need to do that. Get a little fundraiser. Get Harold a, a little custom pop, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah,
0: with a Galaxy of Films shirt on it, you know.
1: Yeah, man, his little Ash Ketchum hat. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, man. Be sure to follow us, guys. Check us all out. And if you haven't already, be sure to go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. It truly does help help out the show much more than you can imagine. And we'll talk to you guys next week.
0: Bye, guys. This Saturday, hashtag prank the bank.